0: Hello and welcome to another Barely Adequate Football Podcast. Uh no Vaser for the first half of the show, but I am here with Reese and Dennis. Welcome along, guys.
1: How
2: are we doing? Thank you.
0: Alive. Yeah, well, we're, 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 I suppose I'm just going to fire the question straight back at you, Reese, because your your side plays tonight in an increasingly um Uh, well, an increasingly vanilla league because there's only one
1: winner, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, well, before we even touch on Dortmund, you might as well touch on the fact that Bayern Munich lost again. Uh, Again? That's three on the bounce. First time they've done that in a decade, I think I heard on the radio the other day. Uh, First time Bayern have lost three on the bounce for a decade. I think Guardiola was last in charge then uh, during his first spell. I think... um, but yeah, they've they've really struggled, haven't they? It's a it's a fortune of a cane. I mean Vasa was here, he definitely wanted to defend him, but you feel real really bad for him. He scored 25 league goals and still can't buy a trophy. Um is he cursed? I mean he scored again, didn't he? He got the second yeah. one in a 3-2 defeat. So um I'm, I'm, to, to be honest, Bockham's a hard place to go. It was a tough place anyway. I said to you, we have we, we struggled to pick up points there this season and last season, uh, for that matter of fact. So it's not an easy place to go. I don't think this Bayern Munich team particularly great. I think Last season, as I mentioned, Bayern shouldn't have won the league. We should have really won it and we give it them in the end. Um, so it's not like buying are building on anything from last season. They were pretty shit last year. Uh, we, they sort of got away with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's look, Just you've got to put the positives in, In, in not in, in Bayern's side, but in Leverkusen's court. They've, they've been absolutely brilliant. The manager's been fantastic. Um, I mean, how many Bayer Leverkusen players are going to get a move off the back of this season? look at the likes of Grimaldo. You look at the likes of Grimeldo, um, uh, not not Shaka in the middle. Uh, well, oh, yeah, I mean, he's been brilliant as well. I never Boniface, uh, Florian Virch. You know, is he going to get a move potentially to Munich as well? You know, a lot of real talented players in that side that've been brilliant. So I, I don't think you can really, uh, um, really turn well, it.
0: I, mean, the, I think the big, big question is, is, is what's the price on, um, um, Oh bloody other names, God! You just uh, the 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 Burks. the Bayern manager.
1: Oh, Chavi Tuchel. Oh, what's, Tuchel. The, what's the odds
0: on Tuchel becoming the next Chelsea manager?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, there are heavy rumours that if he I mean, if he loses one more, that's him done, pretty much. I mean, they've already, from what I understand, approached or not approached, but they've they've, they've spoke about internally about the likes of Zidane and um, potentially uh, even Oli Gunnar Solskjaer for an interim role. Oh, you have
0: to be joking.
1: No, no, that's genuine. To be honest, it sounds mentally, but you can understand why. For an interim role, he has managed Manchester United. It's a big club, similar to Munich in terms of the way can't, I can't understand why. I think Um, it would just be to the end of the season. I could understand why they'd look at someone like him, because there aren't many people now who'd take the job right now. Do you know what I mean? They've got to sort of take it. Dennis? He's not going to win them that league, Right.
0: So why not stick the two-cut until the end of the season?
2: Well, I think it will depend on the next few results. I mean, if, 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 uh, if, they get a cha- if they have a permanent appointment, I can't see them putting an interim manager, but if they have a permanent appointment, uh, like maybe I can see Hans Flick coming back. I mean, he did so well there. And he knows well, he was- the only
1: issue i would have with Hansi Flick is simply the German performances were really poor in Qatar. Um, he lost a lot of that dressing room, and a big part of our dressing room with players like Goretzka and Kimmich. That yes, he did manage before at Bayern, to great success four or five years ago. But right now, um, those two players aren't performing particularly well. And from all from what I hear from the Munich um, uh, whispers and rumors that they want to get rid of Kimmich anyway. I think Hansi Flick, you know, he's, I don't think it. I, I don't think he's the same Hansi Flick that inherited the 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 Novak. Uh, Kovac side, sorry. Uh, Kovac side, I don't think it is. It's not the treble-winning team he had. I think it's a lot poorer of a squad than what he had back then. There's no David Alaba, there's no leaders, no Boeteng, no Hummels there. Um, you know, so I well, don't, don't really know. I, I I think more likely Tuka will turn the results around short-term. I don't think he's going to win the league this season. I think that's going to be by Leverkusen. Um and I think they will end up getting a new manager in the summer. Whether that's Chabi Alonso or not, I don't think so. But I think Zidane, if he's is on their radar, like it's rumored, he's more likely to be the man to get the job.
2: Yeah, uh, I think well for personally I, I would uh, I, I could see Hansi Flick being a good appointment. I mean, he did was it nine trophies in the two seasons or so that he won there? Uh and, He did, but he had know, a very
1: good side. And as I say yeah. he- he had a well, very good side that he inherited. and He, he was there for a two-week period where, where they sort of reached the, the the pantheon of what that group of players... I mean, we're still on the... Some of those players that were under handy Flick then are still there now. They're just on the sort of slide.
2: Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. But at the same time, I remember when he took over, I didn't expect anything from that Bayern side. Uh, I thought they were already on a big decline and I thought maybe they needed a revamp then. But he somehow managed to get the best out of them. I, think, were the I best think Kovac was, was
1: just yeah. out of his... I mean, you look at Kovac's resume since then, he's not particularly lit the, lit the league up, even in the Germany, he's not particularly lit the league up. So I don't think he was probably the wrong fit. Uh, for, he was probably the wrong fit for Bayern at that particular time. But um, look, to be honest, I, I couldn't care. As long as Munich don't win the league, that, that benefits me. Well, um, what, to be occurs, honest, what, what occurs
0: to me, Rhys, is, is if they went with an interim manager now... yeah they would that even if they went um 100% through the rest of the season they're relying on a team that has not yet been beaten and who has played them home and away That's three points. losing three times
1: 9 points sorry.
0: that doesn't look like it doesn't seem credible no. so for me the, the the intelligent thing would be to keep Tuchel till the till the summer and and change him at that point. Whether they've the, or whether they're busy getting pre arrangements set up at the moment, uh, I couldn't say. Obviously, none of us none of us would know. But that would seem like the the sensible thing to do.
1: It would be they backed him in, the, in, in immediately after the game. They did back him and said that he's going to sign the job. But then within hours there was reports that. Bayern have put the feelers out to, to other managers to see if they'd be available to take the job. I mean, Mourinho is still available as well. It's a job that's probably quite appealing to him as well. So, um, look, I don't think Bayern are particularly worried. This is FC Hollywood. I think there was a video I saw the other day that was titled The Return of FC Hollywood. I don't think it's ever gone. I think I've mentioned on this podcast a few times they've, they've always got things going on there, whether it's with the board, whether it's with the president, whether it's with Beckenbauer taking bribes. You know, whatever it is, there's always something going on there. So, um, I mean, how does it affect Dortmund? Um, it doesn't really. I mean, tonight we're going to face PSV Eindhoven, Um, side that we haven't faced since about 2003. So we played in the Champions League. I can't remember the score, but we did play them in the group stages. I'm pretty sure we did, or I read that we did. Um, we're pretty good David. against... Dutch sides. We we tend to, to not really. We tend to not really lose. I think the last four games have been unbeaten, so we tend to not really they, lose they, the Dutch They league. strike me as as
0: one of those sides that you're always happy to to be drawn against because it it's it's the perfect opponent. They're um they're not to be taken lightly because they're obviously no mugs, but they're not as good as you. Well,
1: and look, the, mate, they're,
0: they're top of the Dutch league. The perfect. The perfect side to play in order to play better is that sort of side
1: they're top of the dutch league uh is one thing you can say they are on a really really good season um uh and we're, we're we're actually not the favorites tonight i think we're the underdogs tonight going into this game away from home obviously and they've been obviously superb at home um so look i'm not expecting us to win tonight but i'll put your money on getting us a draw i, I really would Draw for me i really would i think if we can get a draw tonight i think we've done really well um especially because we yeah. can get at them with pace. These don't have a great record as well. Iron Turban going back over the years, they have, they've they've lost eight out of 12 against German opposition. So they tend not to win games over two legs either. So over the two legs, as you mentioned, Ian, we probably should be doing them. I mean, the form of uh, the big lad, Nicholas Fulcrook and Daniel Marlon, the former PSG man, uh, PSG? PSV man, going back to PSV, has just been phenomenal. I mean, Marlon, we were talking about him, Ian, right at the beginning of, of last year. And how good his sort of 2023 was. I mean, this season, I think he's totaled up. I think it's 11 goals in about 29, 30 games. Not too bad, not terrible. Um, But the main thing is he's got five and five at the moment. uh, Sorry, five and five. The main thing is is that he's got uh, nine goals in, um, in, in 20 appearances, which equals pretty much one in four every five games. Pretty good for a wide option. I think Nicholas Fulcrook up front, and I think he's got 11, 12 goals, seven assists in the Bundesliga, uh, has been absolutely on fire. So, you know, another goal from the big lad today and we'll be doing well. Yeah, uh, the away leg, I mean,
0: it's the seeded side that gets the home leg second, isn't it? So, uh, plainly, UEFA believe that you're the stronger of those two. I mean, I'd go along with that. I think draw tonight uh, and then... Uh, Probably a victory by uh, two goals at home is going to be my prediction. So I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying maybe
2: four-two or three-one on aggregate.
1: Okay, she expects us to go through, though.
2: Yes, Dennis, what about you, mate? uh, What do you think for us? I think Dortmund will go through, but I think, uh, I mean, I think today, tonight could go either way. I think the first leg could go either way.
1: Yeah, I think over two legs, as I say, you would expect us to to probably creep over this one. I think we've just got a bit too... Maybe a bit too much. But you never know. As I say, for the German fans against the Dutch tonight, it's going to be a big game. Do you know what I mean? I expect the atmosphere in the Phillips uh, arena is going to be absolutely rocking tonight. So I cannot wait. And that's why we've recorded this podcast early, James, because we are on straight after this. A little shameless plug there. (laughs) Yeah, um,
0: obviously... uh... For for Weser and I, um European fixtures aren't an issue this season. Uh Liverpool threw as top of their Europa League group, Dennis. So there's no uh at the moment it's the it's the playoff to 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 join those those teams that finish top of their groups, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think the draw is on Friday. Yeah. Um anybody you're keen to avoid? Uh maybe Milan. But honestly, I, I looked at all the teams and I, I kind of fancy us against all of them. But then again, with our injuries, who knows? I mean, uh, the easier the game, the better.
0: I mean, we I think we've, we have discussed it on um, previous podcasts, but looking at the Champions League and the Europa League, you would probably have to go Man City, Liverpool as the favourites for each, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, uh, Man City, Liverpool and Real, maybe even Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I you can't you
0: can't write off Madrid certainly, but I I I I I don't think there would they'd beat either City or Liverpool at the moment. I have to say.
2: Um, it would be very interesting to see uh Leverkusen against Liverpool.
0: Well, I mean, just. Turning to, to to Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, now you weren't to know going into your game that we were going to uh, that we were going to do you a favour, but uh, assuming we would, you took that favour with both hands, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're hopeful. We knew it could be a difficult game for City, especially. Uh, I mean, City uh, Chelsea have been on a slight up of, uh, in recent games, uh, so they had a bit of confidence, and they obviously only have a week to rest before the final. Uh so they were gonna really go for it. Uh and they did. I thought if they could have had a few more goals, I thought Chelsea uh first half. Oof. Just uh the through ball oh, mate, we'll we'll really get on forward. we'll get on
0: to Chelsea. We'll get on to Chelsea once um once Vaser joins us because I'm sure he'll be uh he'll be delighted to um yeah for Liverpool, Liverpool I mean a, a excellent result first of all but you've
2: got to be worried by the um the growing injury list. Absolutely. I mean, Jota has been on fire. So to lose him, possibly for the whole season, I think now, I mean, they're talking is at that, least two Is months. that the news? Yeah. It's going to be the season. Uh, it's at least two months. Uh, so I think it's pol- quite possibly the season. And Darwin? Um, uh, Darwin- I think Darwin's uh, just a niggle. I think he might be back for Sunday. Um, okay. But Jones looks like might be a month or three, four weeks. I don't know. Uh, they they haven't given uh, any dates, but it, he's gonna be. He's not gonna play for the final.
0: I mean, it does. It does. Uh, obviously, that still leaves you with Diaz, Gakpo Salah completely fit. But it it's sort of it, it's bare bones now, isn't it? You, can, yeah. you can't really have another injury in that front three with Salah just having come back from uh, a, an injury sustained in the African Cup of Nations.
2: Any, any worries? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the, I think the key thing with us this season is that we've been able to change games in the second half. And a lot, of those, a lot of the change has been, of course, tactics. But it's been being able to bring one, two, three players on, a ha- uh, on the second half who have been able to change the game. Uh, now, we don't really have that option, especially up front. I mean, we're going to have to deploy maybe Elliot there. Uh, maybe, I mean, Sloboslite is still out. Trent is still out. You know, we're missing a lot of players. And, uh, and yeah, of the, the other said it
0: before, but it's almost as if they're playing too many games, isn't it?
2: Yeah. And tomorrow, for example, I mean, obviously, we're assuming a win, but Luton are a difficult team to play, but Still assume a win, but the other thought is just what if there's another injury?
0: Yeah, that's it. They've they've properly started to compete. And obviously, Everton, um, off the back of yesterday's result sort of clawed their way back above them. You can you can fully and it, it's sort of a free hit for them as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the idea that, that, that they're gonna take something off the off the lights of Liverpool or 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 City and and yet they gave City a proper game.
2: Yeah, I think uh, last, I'd say, two months, ten weeks, I think Luton have really, really grown into the league. And I didn't, I mean, I never even, I didn't know about their manager, but he's really, it surprised me, I'd say. Uh, and they have become a good enough team to compete in the, in the Premier League. Uh, obviously, they had that super poor start to the season where everybody, including me, wrote them off. Uh, so we, I just thought, okay, yeah. they're, they're going to go straight uh, back down.
0: Even preseason, even preseason, we it was, it was a sort of rags to riches story. But we, we all expected them to just sort of, you know, drop at the the, the same way as as we've previously seen with the likes of Hull and Bradford, and um, you know, other others other similar sides besides Swindon Town. I suppose another one if we in um if we're going back that far.
2: Well, um, I, I guess we could them in the same category as uh united and burnley
0: yeah uh burnley uh, to be honest i thought start the season i thought they had a chance i really did um but it's it's just i think the problem for burnley is that they want to play football and there are only two other sides that they should do that against in the premier league
2: yeah yeah i agree uh they're very naive when it comes to the uh, better opposition uh, yeah, I think Company's still learning his trade and uh, it's admirable.
0: It's really admirable. Uh and Swindon Town going going back uh again quite some years, they were exactly the same. They refused to punt it up the pitch and have a, a, an enormous guy trying to battle two central defenders to get a knockdown. They they wanted to play progressive football, but Did unfortunately it work? sorry, mate, say again. Did it work? Uh no, they went straight down. They went straight down. <laughs> Um and, and, and that's that's gonna be the way of it with, with Burnley as well. And it's 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 sort of admirable, but it's naive, isn't it? You you can't compete with with the those those Premier League sides that or at least three quarters of the Premier League sides who have been doing this for season after season.
2: Yeah, I think if you're one of the small teams coming up, uh I'm not you know, there are occasions when you have Teams, maybe like Leeds or something, that come up and they kind of establish themselves as not a bottom team straight away uh, with their own style of football. But when the smaller teams come and they try to play the football they played in the championship, uh, it doesn't really work. It's tend to, it works once in every 10 times, maybe. You know, uh, I think most of those teams, they what they should be doing is uh, make, make themselves extremely hard to beat and counter, counter offensive and then build on that. In the second season,
0: yeah, that that's it's it's my feeling. Into, I mean, I, I I obviously this could be affected by um, points deductions uh, for both Everton and Forest. But um, if if there there were no points deductions, I could see the three promoted sides going down, and equally the three relegated sides coming right back. Um, I think Leicester and Leeds are going to finish top two and it would not surprise me to see Saints go through the um, the playoffs. And I think that wouldn't be the first time that that's ever happened. Um, but as I say, I, the, the the only reason I think that might not happen is because we might see points deductions. And I don't think either Forest or Everton, the way they're playing at the moment, is capable of, of clawing those points back.
2: Yeah, um, but that's something that... I mean, they can't delay that much longer. There should be a decision made uh, immediately, really. I mean, that everybody needs to know what's planned for the next season and for the rest of the season. Uh, I think you know, the I think, issue was...
0: I think that, that the, the decision was taken, but of course,
2: naturally, the two
0: appealed. Of course, they would.
2: But there um, are more restrictions, more coming, apparently, and more I, charges yes. and stuff. So, it, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's... It's a very strange to play when you don't know if that even you know what, what's enough, what's not, and also it's demotivating, especially for Everton. I mean, as Liverpool fan, I don't have that much sympathy for them, but <laughs> but uh, losing ten points, being deducted ten points, and then going on such a great run as they did, and then of course the the fire kind of they run out of steam a bit after that. But maybe I can't remember when the Second set of charges was, was were announced or, you know, were looming.
1: Well, I don't know if any of you watched the game last night. It was one of the worst advertisements for the Premier League I think I've ever seen. It was so boring. It was unbelievable. I turned it uh, off no. after about 65 minutes.
2: No, I wasn't interested in the game. To be honest. I, I was
0: keeping an eye on the score and, and one was one, one greatly surprising to me. I mean, it's one of those games that unless you're a fan you you really struggle to get enthusiastic about...
1: Well, we uh, watched, we've watched Palace quite a few times now, Ian. And and they were, honestly, yesterday, they were a totally different side to any of the times we've watched them play.
0: Really? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, and um, and was, that, was that just about the physical nature?
1: I don't know. That Mateta, who we've always said, is a decent player. He was dreadful yesterday.
2: But he- it was the first game without Hodgson. Again. Yeah, yeah, and obviously
1: uh, he's he's not very well as he's, he's obviously gone down with some illness. So hopefully he gets well soon. So potentially that's had an effect on the lads, and you know, depending on how much well, they are uh, his camp.
2: Well, he's left the club now.
1: Yes, he's left the club. Yeah, they've got a new yeah. manager in charge, haven't they? But depending on uh, how.
2: Close yeah, sorry, to I, I was watching in. the uh, I was watching the club press conference today uh, for tomorrow's game, and I thought it was kind of weird and poor journalism that. Uh, in the middle of the conference, they asked him what he thought about Hodgson retiring after 50 years. And this is the fourth time I think he's retired under Klopp being a Liverpool manager. So, and they ask him every year what he thinks about Hodgson retiring. So, I mean, how much more can, how many, it, how many things can change after six or nine months or 12 months?
0: Yeah, they just want a quotable quote from him. It's just shitty journalism in it because it's as if, obviously, everyone, everyone is going to have Uh, 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 a sort of well we you know that professional well I've got so much respect for somebody who's who's gathered that many years of experience and blah 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 and it's just an off the you know what why that it's nothing to do with him it's nothing it's not his none of his business right
2: yeah Uh, I mean it makes sense if they you know work together or something Uh, I don't know it's yeah poor journal lazy journalism and Mm. asking maybe someone with a bit more charisma and character and uh, brains to do do the journalist's work for him. Well, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll
0: come back with um, uh, a, a look at Chelsea, a look at Spurs, and um, a look forward to our final, Dennis.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, we definitely want yeah. to touch on the final, I think, before uh, we wrap up today. 100%. I want to do a bit of a... There's a, there's a few bits of uh, facts and stuff I want to throw at you both that might shock you. Yeah? In relation to this particular fixture, which um, we may have been over in a previous podcast before, it's been that long that we, we and we've watched that many Liverpool Chelsea games. It generally could be we've, we've you've heard some of these, but I'm sure Dennis might not have. Oh,
0: I I remember I remember so many big Liverpool Chelsea games that they all sort of blur into one, and, and I have I I can remember sort of everything that happened, but not in the order that it happened in particularly those every season we seem to be drawn in the Champions League quarters or semis together God almighty how many how many finals we've uh, we've shared and um yeah yeah I mean, the last 20 years have been a yeah, lot of games yeah more than well yes the last 20 years has uh, there's been a, a crazy number um but we'll get on to that we'll get on to that and hopefully um we'll have Vasa join us as well. Excellent.